Hello, I'm Michael Bockel and welcome to the latest Nairn County FC podcast. This is the second update in our monthly podcast series that keeps you across everything that is happening with the club on and off the pitch. We have a few things to get through and to help me once again, I'm joined by Director of Football, Graeme McLeod. We're recording this ahead of our weekend's match away to Fraserburgh, our penultimate game of the season. When we recorded the podcast last, we were coming off three wins on the bounce. In the past month, we've lost five in a row. Um, Graham, I'm just going to have to get straight into it. What's been happening? Hi, Michael. Thanks um, for the easy opening question. Um, Yeah, um, it's been a disappointing month. Um, There's absolutely no getting away from that. I'm not hiding from the fact that I sat here with you a month ago and told you that um, we looked like we had a bit of verve and a bit of zest about our play um, in our previous games. And that since I said that, we've gone and lost five games in a row and only scored two goals in the process. So, um, yeah, it's been a difficult month. Um, I'm not hiding from that fact. Uh, the results speak for themselves. It's not been good enough. Um, the the supporters are turning out in numbers to support the team. Uh, as you've seen on Saturday, really good crowd at the game in particular there. I missed a couple of games um, due to some COVID um, issues, but I certainly saw a good crowd on Saturday and we we really liked the 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 fans down, um, then and and in other other fixtures as well, um, it would be easy for me to sit here and hide behind injuries, um, that we've had. But when you look at the eleven players that we've put out in the park and the substitutes that we've had available to us, I think if you were to go and speak to each of those players that were involved in those fixtures and say, do you think um, zero points out of fifteen is a fair return from those games? They would for, for the talent that you have. I think they would every single one to a man would say absolutely not. Um, so yeah, we know uh, that it's not been good enough um, across the board. Um, I take full responsibility for that in my position. Um, I look at look at myself, look at my own what I, what I do myself. Um, what would I do differently? Um, and and take away from that moving forward. And um, we've got to look at um, what. How do we get more out of the players? We know that we know we have talented players. There's no point. In, in saying we don't have talent and players and, and, and the players are not good enough because we know we've got the pool of players available to us that we've worked hard over the last number of years to acquire. Um, so it's looking at it and thinking, well, what is the what is it that's missing at the moment? Um, is it a motivational thing? Is it a, a, you know, how do, an incentivised thing? How do we how do we get more out of what we have available to us? And you know, I can absolutely assure every person listening that we're working extremely hard um, all the time uh, particularly over these last couple of weeks. Um, and you said there that it's the second last game of the season, but I don't care if it's the second last game of the season or if it's the first game of the season or if it's a game to win us a league, we're going there to give it our absolute all um, to get the three points. Um, and and I can assure everybody um, that we'll be doing everything within our power to make sure we come away from Belsley Park on Saturday with a victory. Um, and, and if we don't, it certainly won't be through a lack of effort from... Uh, myself and from my management team um, that we have in place at the club uh, we've been in deep conversations particularly over the last few weeks I mean I think it's a, a phrase you sometimes hear in football that you learn more about your players in defeat than you do winning well uh, I'll tell you something we've learned a lot in the last month um, and it's something that we'll be um, we'll be working extremely hard to address um, not just for next season you know it'd be easy to just say We'll, we'll try and fix what we can and, and go next season. No, we want it fixed now, immediately, because um, the supporters deserve that. Yeah, so 
and, and I think that's fair enough. And I, and I think, you know, just to set the scene, we've got, as you said, we've got two games left. And we're still two points behind Wick, who are in eighth place. But because of those uh, run of defeats, we've now got Clark, Keith, Huntley and Forrest all vying to, to leapfrog us um, before the end of the season. So, as you said, we, we, a trip to, to Bellsley Park on, on Saturday and, and, you know, a win there or, or, or taking points off of Fraserburgh and we could have a, a massive say in the outcome of the, the title race, which is not our, our priority, but, you know... Mm-hmm. The, the, that, that game is going to be a highly charged game as it is, and it's a real opportunity for us to, to really sort of lay a marker down there. And then obviously um, our, our final game uh, of the season against Tariff and a home win there um, would, would go a long way to help get go into that close season with a bit of positive, positivity. You know, Take us through what happens with yourself and Ronnie once the season finishes. Um, it just continues on for us. We don't. There isn't really a break. Um, so the players all um, jet off on their various holidays. Um, we're we're already uh, in the throes of planning in pre-season. Uh, we've got a date set for when the players will return for training um, in the middle of June, working out the facilities for that. Um, and then the, the manager will have to work to put the training program in place um, to ensure that the uh, the preparations for the next season are are as as good as they can be. Uh, we then have to work to put together a programme of fixtures, um, of pre-season friendlies. Again, the work on that is is ongoing at the moment. Uh, it's a very arduous task. Um, there's no easy way of, of sourcing fixtures. Um, it's, a, it's just a case of contacting as many clubs as you can that you might want to invite up or, or see if you can come to some, some arrangement for them to host you for a fixture. So it is, it is, um, it is a slow process to identify the right teams at the right dates that suit both parties um, and then uh, of course there's work goes into um, recruitment um, recruitment's an ongoing piece throughout the season but it comes into sharper focus during the close season <clears throat> where the managers had a chance to maybe take a little bit of a step back and assess what's uh, needed within the squad uh, again that, that is kind of work that is ongoing but obviously due to player contracts um, it's a lot easier to address during the cold season than it is um, in during the season. So we'll, we've already looked at that and um, we've got um, one or two positions within the team that we would like to fill. Um, whether we can do that or not uh, is unknown at the moment. Uh, but it's, we're working hard to um, identify targets. We have we have lists of players that we might think um, could enhance a team uh, and could and may maybe interested in coming and maybe coming available during the close season and and it's a case of um, trying to to reach out to that player or if they're obviously under contract come to an arrangement with their uh, current club to 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 do a deal um, and see if we can bring some some fresh faces into the club. Obviously, we've recruited two players that we talked about last time um, this, in January, um, but obviously we would still like to strengthen the team. Um, I think we look, you know, we it, it becomes more difficult every year as well because you're always looking to improve. Uh, we've got we're not short of numbers in the squad, so it's not we won't be looking. You know, there's no no need for us to to beef up the the pool um, with with players that maybe um, we don't really, yeah, sort of squad players if you like. But uh, what we do need to do is strengthen the first eleven, uh, and we're always looking to do that. And uh, you know, this this close season is no different, uh, and it's certainly something that we'll be going into the summer looking to do. Uh, and hopefully, we can achieve that and uh, and welcome um, the players back. We've obviously got a few that are out for the the rest of the season through injuries, but um, with any luck, we'll have. A lot of those guys back, and hopefully maybe one or two new faces when we do start pre-season training in June. 
And, and with uh, potential new faces coming in, does that have a knock-on effect in terms of will players have to go out the door or will it be that there's space in the squad for them? No, there's certainly space in the squad uh, for for new players to come in. Um, the the onus, I suppose, is on the, the players there uh, in the team or in the squad to prove themselves that they are worthy of retaining a place at our club. Um, there's no pressure on us to move anyone on um, from the board at all. Um, we know what the constraints of our budget are, um, and we we work within that. Uh, and we've got as we've got space there to to add to the, the squad if we wish. Uh, and as I say, the the onus is on everybody uh, within the squad to prove that they should be part of our team for next season. And that's that goes for a player whether they're under contract or out of contract. Every player should. Um, you know, every time they come to training, every time they turn up for a game, you know, and they're well, they're well aware of this that, um, you know, every time they turn up, they should be doing all they can to prove that they should um, remain with our club, and that's the sort of mentality and culture we want going forward. Yeah, and and hopefully in, in future pod, podcasts in the next month or two, we'll we'll be able to talk about the, those uh, incomings. Hopefully, um, as we go. So to confirm our, our final two fixtures of the season this Saturday. Um, we, we travel to Fraserburgh, which is the 9th of April. And then our final game of the season is at home to Tariff United on Saturday, the 16th of April. It would be great to, to see as many fans as possible there for our final game. With the close of the season, it also means it's time to vote for the Player of the Year. If you haven't done so already, visit our website, nearcountyfc.co.uk and head to the news section where you'll find a link to vote. You have until Monday on Wednesday. Sorry, you have until midnight on Wednesday, the thirteenth of April, to vote for your top three players this season, and have the chance to win a signed ball from the team. Talking of finished seasons, the reserves have come to the end of their North Caledonian League season. Uh, the side are currently sitting eighth, uh, with a handful of teams still to play their final game this weekend. Graham, how Stuart Finney viewed the the season as a whole. Um, a tiring one, I think, from Stuart's point of view. Um, so it's been a long, it's quite arduous campaign. The boys have played thirty-one fixtures in thirty-one weeks. Uh, sorry, thirty-eight weeks all in. Uh, when you could the uh, cup ties, league games, and friendlies. Uh, so it's it's been a challenging one. I think we touched on last month about uh, had the knock-on effect of having so many injured first-team players and the impact that that has on the reserve squad. The reserve squad carry nowhere near as many players as a first-team squad. So once you take two or three out of that, it, it leaves them scraping around um, looking for uh, looking for players to to fill the squad on a match day. So it has been a challenge, um, but it's one that the players have met head on. Uh, they've really benefited from that playing in that league. Uh, it's it's been I think mentally really tough, um, a grind at times if you like to go again every single Saturday. But that's something they're going to have to get used to if they're going to make it into into high league football. That's just the way it is in in man's football. Um, the intensity of that, but they will one hundred percent benefit from that and be better players next season. Um, I think Stuart's um, enjoyed the the last few weeks. Um, I spoke to him. Um, I speak to him most days and we caught up after the game on the friendly match on Tuesday there and um, I think he was sort of mixed emotions whereby he was um, maybe glad to see the back of the season from uh, a perspective of how, how long and, and challenging it had been um, since the previous, that they'd been going since the, the end of the previous season which was delayed so 
Um, but at the same time, he was seeing a lot of really good stuff uh, in the closing fixtures uh, of the season. They, they had a good win against Allness at Station Park um, and played really well against uh, the eventual champions in Regordon in the final, their final league fixture. They, got, they got beat 1-0 um, at home in that one but um, Stuart's seen a lot of really good stuff and then we played two friendlies uh, after, at the end of the season and and uh, scored 10 goals across those two games uh, and come out on top both times as well so uh, I think Stuart's really encouraged with what he's seen in that he's blooded a lot of the uh, the younger players that are moving up from the under 18s in that and he's been really encouraged by some of their performances as well so um, these all they all sort of nice little positive little green shoots that um Stuart I'm sure will um will develop uh, into next season. Um where we'll we'll go again in the, the North Caledonian League. It has been as I say we've done there's been games where excuse me, where we've um maybe not got the outcome that that maybe we, we should have done. Um and and there's been things that that Stuart knows that he needs to work on. But um he's certainly in uh, in a far better place um, then this time 12 months ago the squad's far stronger there's former players in the squad now as well um, so I think it is it is a positive uh, footing that we we sign off um, on our first or full um, North Caledonian League season With the nature of, of the reserves team and, and where they sit within the pathway will we see many changes to that squad over the summer? Uh, so uh, Stuart's spoken to the players uh, involved and said, you know, we want to retain you all. Um, he's given them a few days to go or a few weeks to go away and think about what they want to do each each of them individually. But you know, we are keen to retain all the players. I think they all they're all of an age where uh, they're still the the. The jury's out, if you like, on whether they'll make the the full step up to the first team. It's not as if anybody's um, coming to the stage where you're thinking, you know, they're they're reaching the end of their development years. They're all well in the midst of the development years. I mean, you're talking about a squad predominantly between the ages of sixteen and nineteen. Um, one or two have hit twenty, but uh, predominantly between those ages. Um, and as I say, they've 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 played. Um, all those fixtures uh, against adults uh, over the last um, the last few months. Um, over this this season, so um, the 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 plan is to develop what we have. Um, there there is a squad of, as I say, there's talented players there. Um, Stuart's identified some from the under 18s that he wants to to move in to the squad as well to enhance it. Um, so yeah, the players are. I mean, they're all. If you if you went to go through the squad individually, they are they are all better players than they were twelve months ago. I, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm certain of that from having seen them play. Um, quite a lot, or especially obviously with the um, the delayed start to the high league last year, it meant I was I got to a lot of reserve team football last year, um, and I've been able to catch quite a few of the games at the end of the season as well, and and you can see huge huge improvement in a lot of the players, um, and it's a case of working with them again, um, working with the same group, um, adding a few new faces to it as well to to strengthen the numbers. Um, which is probably where we fell short this year was just um, in certain fixtures we maybe only went into it with I think the minimum we in was 12 but there were games where we were you know 13 14 players so we we need you know there, we, we need to grow it rather than um, rather than moving anyone on and as I say the players that we have in the squad we are all happy with how they've developed we are happy with the levels that they've been hitting this season and and we need we need them to go again we need them to, to carry on that improvement. Um, if they want again, if they want to uh, retain their place for for the following season and and strive towards that that first team jersey. 
certainly sounds like it, it's justified their decision to, to enter the North Caledonian League over this past couple of seasons. Has there any ever been any thought about putting a team into a summer league? No, I mean, myself and Stuart get asked that quite a lot, that question, why don't you put the young boys into uh, a, you know, a welfare league or amateur league over the summer months? But you got to remember, we've, um, so last season, um, halfway through the season, it was it was stopped with COVID uh, at Christmas time. It was then delayed for six months. Uh, the start of the season or the, or the resumption of the season, we had two fixtures left, um, which were scheduled for June. Uh, so Stuart called the gave the obviously the lockdown meant they couldn't train. So Stuart um, gave them the time off and then called them back in once the restrictions were lifted uh, in May time. So they did like a mini, sort of mini pre season to gear them back up for that uh, for that match ma- those matches in June. Uh, they then played a couple of warm up matches. Then they played the uh, the two league games and then obviously with the start of the following season, just a sort of few months away, Stuart just continued straight into to training. Uh, for pre-season uh, and then straight into the season so the guys have been going for 11 months solid without a break um, so that's you know it's really tough uh, physically and mentally to ask them to to then turn around and for the for the coaches as well to say you know we're throwing you into we're not going to throw you into a summer league where you're going to be playing every Tuesday night Wednesday night or Thursday night wherever it happens to be all the way through to September and then your North Caledonian league season's going to start again um you know it, it's it would I don't think there would be any benefit in that for for the players or for the club um, we've played two friendly fixtures against two of the top teams uh, from the Inverness amateur league um, oh, we beat them 3-1 and Colin Blacksmiths we beat them 7-2 they're both in the Premier Division if we were to go in we'd have to start at Division 2 so again, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it would it would really add much value to the players and the squad if we were to go into uh, one of those those league or to start in that that league and and as I say, sacrifice a, a summer break when they've they've been going for so so long, um, and it's all credit to them to that they have kept turning up and that they have kept working hard, um, and you know I hope they enjoy their break, they go away and enjoy a break and have a holiday from it and come back refreshed and revitalised and ready to go once pre-season training starts uh, in the middle of the summer. That all makes sense. Um, to be fair, um, before we finish up on the reserves update, if there's anybody out there that would be keen to help Stuart with the running of the reserves team, then please get in touch, Stuart, as we're here and putting a power of work on and off the pitch, and some additional support and helping him would be very much welcomed. Um, as we move on then uh, down the pathway, if we, we we move on to the under 18s Graham, they've also come to the end of their season as well, haven't they? Um, how did they get on? Yeah, so the season concluded with a couple of away fixtures. Um, so what the, what we've been doing with the under 18s over the closing few uh, weeks of the season is, uh, so obviously we formed the the under 15 squad, um, and part of that we brought in. So there were players that were in that kind of um, no man's land in the middle between under 15s and under 18s, or maybe that bit young at the start of the season um, to play under 18s, but they're going to be too old to play in the street league, uh, and they've come. To our attention, we invited them to the. You know, we left the trials for the street league team for the under 15s open to to that age group. It's a third year um, people in the third year at the academy, um, and what we've done is we've got them. We identified them through the trials, um, and then we've tried to integrate them, or we have integrated them into the under 18 squad over the um, the closing few games of the season, uh, and the outcome of that has been really positive. Uh, and really encouraging. The, we know we've got some really good feedback from the coaches of how they've got on, um, and they've they've gone and played in the games um, and have done well on uh, being in there on merit. Um, I think couple, a couple one of the, certainly one of the guys has got on the score sheet. 
Um, there's been, I know others have you know had an assist and, and things like that. So they are contributing um, to to the team's overall performance. And I know from speaking to Stephen Grant that he's been delighted with how they've done because it can be quite daunting if you know if you remember back when you were in third year and then they were, if they were to say you're going to go in and play with the sixth year, so it would have been quite a daunting thing um, to to have to to face. And um, but they've you know really really done well, and we've been uh, really encouraged by um, how they've um, how they've. Ad- um, adapted to that um, and to be fair to the boys in the squad the older boys have kind of taken them under their wing as well um, and I know from speaking to Kenny Allison the, the head of youth development when we come on to the 15s in a bit more detail later but he says you know we, the guys are you've seen a lot more um, let's think guys are coming out of their shell in their school life and things like that as well he's obviously our head of youth development and also an English teacher at the academy so um, you know, I think the guys have a bit of a sense of pride in in themselves, and uh, that they're having that they're representing their club and their town, and and it's great to see, and it's great to get that type of feedback as well. Yeah, certainly is, and um, you mentioned Stephen Grant there. But I think we alluded to it on the last podcast. There's going to be some coaching changes at the 18s level over the summer, isn't there? Yeah. So uh, Stephen had intimated to us um, back in October that he would be retiring from duties at the the end of the season. Um, which obviously we've now reached, uh, as, as you say, we touched on that last month, but um, the, the situation in, uh, or the, the position is still vacant, still something we're, we're looking into um, recruiting and, um, you know, anyone that's that's interested or knows anyone that's interested is more than welcome to get in touch. Nice one. Um, you know, you mentioned the 15s there and, and you mentioned that they'll be playing in the, the street league uh, this, uh, which I think is just about to begin. Can you give us just a bit more information about how what the setup is with the the fifteens and, and what the um, a bit more about the league they'll be competing in? Yeah, absolutely. So the under fifteens will be competing in the Inverness Street League, uh, which starts on uh, Wednesday the twentieth of April. Uh, our first fixture is against Boulogne Fury, uh, and that's a six forty five kickoff. Uh, all the matches are played at Milton Pitches in Inverness. Uh, our second fixture after that is the following Wednesday, uh, the twenty seventh of April, uh, and that's against against the Boulogne Athletic, uh, which is a, also a six forty five kickoff. Uh, so the guys will play uh, the street league through in Inverness uh, until I think it, it runs usually for about September time. It finishes uh, from April, and they've been gearing up for that for the past few months. I think October wasn't it when the trials were. Um, so the the squad's been assembled. Um, as off the back of those trials, and they've been training and played a good, a good handful of friendlies now as well to 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 get up to speed and get going. Um, so the coaches have been uh, working hard um, with the the players, and we've been getting great turnouts at training, great numbers. You know, in excess of twenty players there for training twice a week, uh, and the the coaches as well have, have been delighted with what they've they've seen from the players and the development in the players already. How they've gone from being just a, a kind of raw bunch of um, kind of sort of twelve to to fifteen year olds who've never really played eleven aside football before to a structured team um, as well, uh, and they're they're really delighted with with how the that things are going. Um, and you know we're all really excited to to see this. Um, you know I think if you speak to anyone that ever played in the Inverness Street League, I don't think anyone's really got any bad memories of that. I mean I remember playing it when I was young, uh, many moons ago now, uh, and it's you know it's really enjoyable. Um, gives you something to look forward to, bright nights, um, playing football with your friends, going through to Inverness and hopefully um, getting a few scalps as well. Um, you know, it's it's good, it's enjoyable, it's something to look forward to in your school week as well, isn't it? In the middle of the week, breaks up the week a bit. 
Um, and uh, I, I'm certainly looking forward to to getting out there as well and seeing seeing the games, um, getting through there to to cheer on the boys. And obviously, would encourage anyone that's that's free or in the area at the time to to pop along and and uh, and support the team because, as I say, we're all. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, going forward from that, we're obviously having um, discussions at the moment about how we continue that. Obviously, we're aware that, that the Street League is solely a, a summer league um, that finishes in September. So um, we'll be um, putting our heads together over the next few weeks and months to to think about how we um, how we follow on from that with this group of players and, and to keep them engaged um, and involved with the club moving forward. Certainly, as I say, there's, that's certainly something that's on my agenda for um, for the next few weeks and months. Great stuff, and yeah, good luck to to the fifteens with it with the kickoff of the season. We'll of course we'll update you all on the podcast um, over the summer on, on how they're getting on. A few other things uh, to update you all on, like we did the last time. Um, so for those that were at the Lossy Mouth game, you would have seen it was our Ladies' Day. Um, it was a very successful Ladies' Day. Um, across the whole day and thank you to every one that came along there will definitely be another one next season by what I've been told um, thank you also to the classroom uh, for their excellent pre-match hospitality main sponsor uh, we're still on the lookout for a n- new main sponsor there are a couple of discussions going on but if you or someone you know may be interested in sponsoring the club uh, let us know we recently published the latest version of our commercial brochure, um, which you can find on the sponsorship section of the website uh, if you're interested um, in, in sponsoring or supporting the club at any level. We've got a few play-on-the-pitch opportunities coming up at, uh, following the end of the season. Um, of course, you could, we're giving you the opportunity to come and play on, on the best surface in the Highland League. Um, so if you want to organise an 11-a-side match between your mates or something for your business, get in touch. Um, we can provide you with information about the packages available. Uh, the hard work will then begin around the ground with a number of improvements and groundworks in the pipeline. 50-50 draw. Thought it would be worthwhile letting everyone know the latest results of the club 50-50 draw. I don't think we did this last time, but thought we'd throw it in this time. Um, first prize for this month went to Gordon Lairg, who won £150. Second prize was a Jay Rennie, who won £100. And winning £50 was Heather Stevenson. So if you fancy playing our 50-50, drop us a message via our social channels or ask a committee member at our final home game against Tariff and we'll get you set up. We've got some Mikey's Line charity fundraising going on as well. Our very own Connor Geffins and Andrew Gregg are doing the Highland ETAP in aid of Mikey's line. Uh, a bucket collection has taken place at our final game, um, home game against Tariff. And there's also a GoFundMe page for uh, this, which has been set up and shared on our social media channels for anyone willing to donate. And finally, um, from myself, this Saturday sees the 75th GPH Builder Merchants Highland League Cup, or uh, better known as the Morganti Cup, um, and it's going to be held at Station Park. Um, matches between Bucky Fissel and, and Brora Rangers. If you can't make it to Fraserburgh, um, it's pay at the gate at Station Park. It's a 3pm kickoff, and by all counts, we've been told there's going to be quite a bumper crowd um, expected. 
um, while we're obviously um, disappointingly we're not playing in it, um, we will be benefiting from it and, and making a bit of money out of from hosting the final. So um, hopefully it's a good spectacle. Of course, our focus will be on um, what happens at Bellsley Park. But as I said, if you can't make it along uh, to Fraserburgh, um, pop down to Station Park and, and you'll get a football fix there. Graham, anything else from yourself that you'd like to add before we finish up? I think I'm all good. Uh, Michael, just want to say a big thank you to the supporters for um, all the backing. Uh, obviously, this will be the last podcast before the end of the season. So, um, you know, we've had um, great turnouts home and away. Um, and, you know, we're going to Fraser on Saturday. And um, as you mentioned, um, they're going for the league. But, you know, um, our job's to go there and make it difficult. I mean, we'll... Rest assured, there are we won't be going there to make up the numbers. We'll be going there with a game plan to win the match, um, and to look forward to seeing as many of our supporters there as as possible as well. Thanks again for listening to our latest roundup. As always, don't hesitate to reach out to the club via social media or email us info at nearncountyfc.co.uk if we can help you with anything at all, or you would like to help us in any way. We'll be back next month with an update on what's been happening at the club. Mm-hmm.